It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. Yeah, let's line them up here. Week 8 in the NFL. Let's look ahead. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Tuesday morning. Short Zarello of the Network joins us next hour on the World Series game one tonight. Between the Braves and the Astros, we'll finalize our picks and our thoughts on the 2021 World Series coming up. Jimmy Patsos later in the show on the NBA. We haven't talked to Jimmy in a while, so I'm looking forward to that. And and a whole bunch to get to, including NFL Futures and the, the Manning cast last night, which I'm sure we'll yeah. uh, have a lot of fun with it off the board. But there have been some line movements already here in the NFL for week number eight. Let's start with Thursday night. It's the, the one that is only two days away, and it's the one that has the most significant line movement. So COVID issues with the Packers. I think you mentioned yesterday, Joe, the um, the news broke. Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator. But as we we know, right when there's one within a team, it's it's pretty likely there's there's more because just that's the way it goes. Um, so we found out now. Devontae Adams, he's on the COVID list. Not sure if he's going to play. Um, this obviously will depend on if he's vaccinated. How many um, times he tests negative within the next forty you know forty eight hours or so. I'm going to put it as unlikely he plays. I mean, I, I suppose there's a chance he's he's able to if he has two negative tests next couple out next couple days. But Devontae Adams moved the line two points. Is, is I mean, think about that for a second. Um, Green Bay plus four to plus six here. There's probably more at play that we yeah. might find out. There's more at the receiver room. That, you know, that that's what happened last year. It might have been the Packers or the Niners. It was a game last year. One of the rooms was wiped out. Like I think it was the Niners receiver room, something like that. So it, cluster injury, right, to one position move the line we could be looking at that obviously Adams is a great player what's your thoughts on this as it kind of evolves because the Packers are getting a lot more points now yeah I, I think there's a lot there because when I saw a lot of people I can't believe Devontae Adams is worth three points of the points right he's not like you have to look at everything happening here like even Horvat I'm like dude all all line moves are not created equal it's like oh I love I love the Packers but for he's not worth two and a half points that's not what's happening here first off you're already past the key number of three. So it was three and a half before the Devontae Adams move uh, news came out. And there's more than Devontae Adams, as you alluded to, Joe G. Um, the next, if you're moving it up, the next you know, key number or secondary key number is really six. So that's part of the reason that it flew up there. And as you mentioned, we've seen with multiple teams, once it starts, okay, it usually doesn't end with one player or one coach. And... We're seeing it, what do you know, with the other team in this matchup. We just saw it with Chandler Jones, right? And then it was Cliff. And then it was a couple of uh, defensive players, Zach Allen and Corey Peters. That's what usually happens. There's an announcement of three or four players uh, to come in the next week. So I think that's what a little bit of what people are betting into. And then let's also look at the rest of Green Bay. They might be missing eight starters, like not just your average run-of-the-mill players. We're not talking about offensive guards. We're not talking about uh, mediocre defensive tackles or mid or linebackers. We're talking about all-pro wide receiver Devontae Adams. We're talking about all-pro left tackle David Bakhtiari, all-pro cornerback Jair Alexander, all-pro pass rusher Sedaria Smith, and they might miss Preston Smith, and they might miss uh, MVS again, and the center one of the most impactful positions on the field in Josh Myers and cornerback Kevin King. Like, <laughs> there's a lot going on. So for people to say, Oh, I can't believe Devonte Adams is with two and a half, three points. He's not. And then on the Arizona side, Chandler Jones 
just came off the COVID list. So there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Not to mention D coordinator Joe Barry will be out, but that could be a good thing. (laughs) That's the theme of the week. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. (laughs) Get well soon, Joe, but please stay away for this week. Just, just get healthy. I am interested to see. You know, I've been down on Joe Barry. I wonder how this defense plays with with him out this week. Um, But yeah, I mean, not having Devontae Adams, I mean, it is a big deal. He's their, you know, leading receiver, 52 catches for 744 yards. He's second in the NFL in catches. He has the third most yards among all wide receivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the Packers could get a little boost with MVS could return with that hamstring injury that he's been dealing with um, could help out a little bit. And then it might just be the Alan Lazard show again, like we saw against Washington. I love uh, green Bay plus six. We'll see where we sit where Thursday. I teased them up already. So I'm locked in at what nine and a half, I guess I was kind of regretting that after I saw the COVID news come out, but Hey, I'm, I'm going to ride with it. I still like the Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers in prime time. I think this is going to be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it Thursday night. The Packers without Devontae Adams are 6-0. and 2-0 last year, 4-0 in 2019. That's a hell of a stat. In the two matchups last year against New Orleans, Alan Lazard, six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. The other game without Devontae against Atlanta, tight end Robert Tunyon, Six catches, 98 yards, and three touchdowns. So somebody's been stepping up. Those targets are going somewhere. Uh, the, the question that a lot of betters have to ask is, uh, can, do you have faith in that offense, in Rodgers, working in those players? I, I do. I 100% do. We've seen it in the past. And Devontae gets other looks because he's the best option on the field. But it doesn't mean he's not going to have other options when Adams is not out there. Yeah, look, the number now is getting to a point where you might see the value like you guys do in the Packers. I do now see this as a tricky spot for the Packers to go and win this game. Short week, they have to travel, all virtual. They won't. They basically won't practice this week, right? They're going to go from playing the game against Washington on Sunday. They will not practice together. They'll show up with whoever they have and play a game Thursday. I just started looking at Arizona's schedule. They are plus 350 to have the best record in the NFC. This looked like a game. This yeah. looked like a game that could be their first loss. So another good team. And a short week, you know, Kyler's a little banged up. Look at their schedule. It's Green Bay Thursday. Then they get 10 days until they play San Francisco. That won't be easy, but San Francisco doesn't look very good. Carolina after that. At Seattle, we don't know if Russell Wilson is back for that game. By week, the Bears, they host the Rams. That looks like their toughest game left. At Detroit, home against the Colts on Christmas. At Dallas, Seattle at home. I'm not saying they're going to go 17-0 here, but there's a lot of wins that are still left on that schedule. If they win this game Thursday, I mean, we're looking at what? This looks like a 13-win team, and, I, and that's with four losses left. Like yeah. that, I'm being, I think I'm being pretty conservative saying 13 if they win this game Thursday. It's hard to wrap my head around a 14-3 and Arizona Cardinals team when they were expected to be the worst team in the division, but this happens. Right. This happens in the league. We're talking about the Raiders, the Bengals right now, sitting at 5-2 and two this season. Man, that's tough. That's tough. Kyler's got to be healthy the entire year, and uh, he was getting knocked around pretty good on Sunday. So I want to see how he responds here. But um, yeah, it's uh, they're missing a lot, a lot. Arizona starts like they do against Houston on Thursday night. Uh, they they might not be able. They might be put in a spot where it's going to be t- much tougher to come back. Yeah, well, and Aaron Rodgers is still there as long as he's healthy and playing. Yeah. That game is is competitive. All right. 
Another line movement that we saw early this week already. The Titans flip from underdogs plus one on the road in Indianapolis to Titans minus one and a half. This feels more right. I mean, how could the Titans yeah. be underdogs after what they've done the last week? I know the Colts have been more impressive, and, and Carson Wentz has certainly played better football the last three weeks than he did the first three weeks or so. But, I mean, the Titans have to be the favorite in this game. It's it's still small, but they have to be the favorite. They just – at home, they just took down the two teams that were in last year's AFC title game. And, and one of them we still believe is good in the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, the Chiefs are having troubles right now, but – yeah, they have to be the favorite. It was a weird opening line. I agree with you. But they uh, lost to the Jets. I mean, I just can't get that out of my head. Yeah, That's fair. <laughs> I, like, how did that happen? That's I well, don't know. I still can't wrap my head around that. Right. Something doesn't seem right with this team. I don't, I don't get it. Well, that's what was so eye-opening about the Chiefs, because this is still a terrible Titans secondary, and the Chiefs couldn't score a touchdown. And, hmm. Well, I think the reason, Joe G, is because the look ahead on this was minus two, Indy minus two. So they brought it down a little bit. Both teams won. Not that the Colts were the most impressive team. Maybe it was a more of a function of the San Francisco 49ers. But the look ahead was two. Before the season started, it's Indy minus three and a half. So how far do we want to move here? Because if the Colts win this game and it's almost a pick them, we can basically call it, call it that because at one point Indy was favored and now Tennessee's barely favored. Um, if they do win that game, what are they one game back? They're right there for the division. So I kind of yeah. understand why it's, why it's close. And they're the home team, correct? It's in Indy, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll say this about uh, the Titans. Doesn't it feel like it's pretty simple to understand what they are? When they're all healthy, they're, they're, they have a top-heavy roster. When they have their two wide receivers and they have Henry and they have their best two or three defensive players, yeah, they could beat teams. But they didn't have either of their wide receivers against the Jets. Like they, they're very thin, right? If things go a little bit yeah. off, they could lose to anybody. We've, we've mm, seen that. Or if things go point. right, they could beat anybody. So that's an interesting game. Uh, the Browns went from minus three to minus three and a half versus the Steelers. What do we make of this? Is this a just a simple early week line movement? Or, I mean, this is a 10 days for Keenum to get more. Un, I'm assuming it's Keenum on Sunday, right? To get his feet under him after having to start out of nowhere. I think that helps. I like the Browns in this game. Pittsburgh off the bye. I was, uh, you know, just initial reaction when I saw that line of three. So, ooh, I hope I get that in the contest because I will be taking Cleveland with extra rest. Now, the Steelers also have extra rest. Tomlin uh, coming off the bye. They did not play last week. But offensively, I mean, Pittsburgh is just, yeah. I, I think you'll you'll do enough. Back-to-back, -back, really tough matchups for the Browns' uh, offense. They had Denver sure. on Thursday night, and, and now you've got Pittsburgh. But they are in Cleveland this time around. Washington football team, three and a half uh, point underdogs in Denver, down to three now. So the line is moving in Washington's favor here. I, I like Washington getting three points on the road against that, that Denver team. I hate them both. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, but tough. Yeah, so you just make the points, right? Yeah, that, that's always the rule, if you, my rule. If I don't like either team and I have to pick a side, I'm, I'm going to take the points here. They're similar in that they're, they're both disappointing. Neither are that good. I mean, I... After Denver lost to Case Keenum and and a just half that Browns roster out, like how can I take the the, the Broncos seriously right now? <laughs> I can't. But the Washington football team. I know they should. They were, they were in that game against Green Bay. That oh was and four game. again. Oh and four 
red zone. Yeah, they outgained him by a ton. But are are you going to come through in those spots? D- did Heineke score on and that play? Can they do it again? I don't think so. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> did, We're bound to regress this week. Oh man! But the, I will say, and it's it's a small thing, but the defense has been playing better now. And it's not like the opponent is easier because you're going against Aaron Rodgers, not having the MVP season, but he's still Aaron Rodgers and you still have the best receiver in the world on that side. Uh, But now you're getting Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy's been bad for like a month now, at least like you can throw out all the excuses you want. Like he's been straight up awful. They cannot score points. So I, I understand. I understand it was past the field goal. People are saying, okay, I'll take the three and a half. They were, they were a little unlucky. They're not going to go over four in the red zone again. Uh, so maybe the football team comes through there a little bit. It's funny. You mentioned the red zone, Washington and Denver tied for 28th worst red zone offense. Gross. The What's the total in this game? Jeez. Just give me the under that's 43 bad. and a half. I think. Oh, that's gross. That's too low for this Washington defense. That's probably too low. Heineke against Bridgewater, like that's just that's rough. I mean, that is that is tough sailing. Are you sure you want to bet another this? one? I do. I don't. There's some trash games this week. Yeah, I like Heineke. I, go, I just go for it, Joe. Yeah, I'm gonna speaking take of Heineke. trash you know how it works games, out for you. Speaking of the trash Niners games. and the Bears, we got the speaking of COVID. We started this segment with COVID moving the line. Right as we got off the air yesterday, I guess Matt Nagy had his availability with the media, and he announced he <sighs> is, he's tested positive here. For COVID. So it sounds like he's, he's yeah. doing all right physically. It's just um, he's out right now. Yeah, and everybody that saw him, it, it looked like he was okay. Not that anyone's a doctor here. Uh, so it went from three and a half. San Francisco favored on the ropes. Three and a half down to three. First off, just think about that. That's how bad everything is with the Bears right now. San Francisco has lost four straight games. One of the games that they won was a Detroit game, which they almost gave away in week number one. And week number two, they were outplayed by the Eagles, and they should have lost that game. San Francisco could easily be one in five, maybe even zero oh in six. That's yeah, how bad right. they are, and they're favored by more than a field goal on the road. It, it did move down to three yesterday afternoon, and my working theory was that, um, that we saw a line move in the Bears' favor when Matt Nagy was announced that he's not the head coach. That special teams coordinator, Chris Taper, was announced the head coach for for this week. So Matt Nagy's out of the building. It looks like he's not going to be the head coach. All of a sudden, Bears are a half point better. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, those are the facts, right? Those are the facts. That's what I mean, happened. That's yeah, what happened. I mean, those, listen, A led to you. You, you, you think <laughs> a gray area Nagy. there, but A led to B. Why you got to kick a man while he's down? Well, because, because he said he, he was absolutely fine. Absolutely unequivocally deserves it. He wants Jake wants everybody in jail to get COVID. Uh, by the way, though, at Fanduel right now, just uh, checked again. It's back to three and a half. So okay, I don't know if that's a thing. I just I, I know they're a home dog, and they've actually played well in these spots, right? That the the Bengals game, like these short yeah. numbers at home, the Lions game, they were favoring those games, but these kind of toss up games at home, that's where they've won their games. They, they're averaging four point four yards per play. Yeah. I, I just I don't know how anyone could feel good. And, and I, the Bears might end up being the right side by the end of the week. But, like, how could you feel good about what they're going to put on the field? 4.4 yards of play? It's horrendous. No, yeah. I mean, after these bad losses, the Cleveland loss, they bounce back. They beat Detroit by 10. Right. Let's see if you, you can do it again. I mean, you I can count I feel like the- it's an a Homer parlay <laughs> sounds beautiful. This oh week. boy, watch the that. Denver, Philadelphia, Detroit, San Disgusting. Francisco, Chicago. 
Let's just toss our money away. All right, on the other side, we'll go <laughs> off the board. The Manning cast last night. Marshawn was cursing. We'll talk about it. Beck QL presented by FanDuel Sports. We're right here on the Beck QL Network. <laughs> 